before fantasy, there was sports betting, a podcast for sports betting, sports talk, and daily fantasy. We are going to be going over two ATP 250 events today. Um, had a bad weekend. We we lost on our Shevchenko bet, which was a stupid bet to begin with. We lost on Opelka, who was able to uh, keep it within four. Never had a shot at winning ever, but was able to keep it within four with his giant serve. So I think I need to just rethink ever betting against these giant serve bots. They're, they're too unpre- unpredictable of when they're going to just lose 6-2, 6-2, and when they're going to uh, keep it close with their serve. So uh, I don't really regret that pick because Nadal was just so much better than him. And like I said, he's not John Isner. He's a worse version of him, uh, but got smoked on it. Got smoked on Shevchenko, and I I doubled my bet on my under one and a half uh, because I lost that Shevchenko bet, and uh, ended up winning that in like a minute and a half or whatever, three minutes I think it was. So that was nice. A Chandler win would have pushed me to a $100 profit, and I thought I had it. I was jumping up. I was screaming like, oh, he knocked him out in the first. And for whatever reason, Chandler, instead of trying to circle to his right, his own right, and get some ground and pound in on uh, Oliveira, he went straight into Oliveira's full guard. It wasn't even like half guard. He just jumped straight into full guard and allowed him to re- recover completely. Still thought he had a good shot to win. Literally blinked at the start of the second round and was like, uh, what? It's over? Uh, I'm pretty disappointed. Chandler's one of my favorite fighters. He's honestly the reason why I'm a big MMA fan. Before, when I used to watch uh, MMA in high school and in college, I always kind of thought of the sport as like a freak show, just like a car accident, basically. And the Chandler-Eddie Alvarez fight, the first one, was the fight that sold me on this is like <laughs> the most amazing sport ever. So I was I was disappointed for him. He's a, he's a good dude. Uh, he seems like he's a good father uh, and good husband. So I like him. I'm a big fan of him. So I was sad not seeing that win. It was his own fault though. He had him. He had Oliveira completely done. Oliveira did a great job of limiting the damage and then threatening with those up kicks uh, when he was on his back, which I think is why Chandler didn't. He, he needed to move those legs to the side pivot to the right so that he was positioned with his right side against the cage and drop some hammer fists down. And hopefully he would have won it if he did that. Uh, I was just motioning hammer fist in the air as if I'm like, know what the hell I'm doing or saying. But I, I really do think he would have won if he, he just did that. Jumping in the full guard obviously was the wrong answer. He could have also just asked Oliver to st- stand up and he probably would have had a better chance. So, disappointed in that. Disappointed in the weekend. Uh, was down a good amount going into Sunday. And was just like, eh, I've never bet NBA before. I'm going to try my hand here. And uh, the uh, the Warriors went down 10 in the first. And their odds went from minus 180 to plus 110. 
and I don't watch basketball all the time, but I watch basketball enough to know that a good team like the Warriors going down 10 means nothing. So I jumped on that line and won it. They ended up winning by good amount. I can't remember. So that win actually push, put me to broke to breaking even on the weekend. So that was awesome. I then had three bets for today. I had Ugo uh, to cover three and a half uh, against Hishikora. Uh, I think that's how you say his name, right? Um, and he ended up losing it. He won the first set 6-3. And then he basically just made was trying to set the record for unforced or errors and just sucked. I'm never going to bet Ugo again until I see him clean up his game. I've, it was just a ridiculous amount of unforced errors. I also bet um, Killick versus Stricker. However, that match actually was uh, delayed till tomorrow. There's so much rain that it ended up being uh, pushed until tomorrow. And what was my other bet? I'm drawing a complete blank right now. ATP. Oh, it was Corda. I bet Corda money line. He was, uh, I got it at minus 115. And he won straight sets. So, I'm actually doing pretty good on the day. However, my biggest bet is the Silic, Killick, I don't know how to pronounce names, versus Dominic Stricker. Uh, I Bet this at minus four and a half, and this is a pretty hefty bet, bigger than both my quarter bet and my Ugo bet combined from this morning. And the reason is, we all know, uh, Killick is an absolute stud. He's a Grand Slam winner, Grand Slam finalist. He's he's just great. He's he's older. His knees are not what they were. He doesn't move in the court uh, as he has in the past. However, he is going against an 18-year-old, Dominic Steven Stricker. His photo on ATPTour.com looks like they snagged it out of his yearbook. Kind of looks like he probably got bullied a lot at school from the looks of this photo. Doofy-looking little kid. Uh, Might be amazing. Maybe he's the next Roger Federer. I have no idea. He's 18 years old. He has never played above Challenger. Let me just, at least this year. ITF, ITF, Challenger, ITF. He plays in the ITF and Challenger League. He has never played on this stage before. And the poor kid pulls a former USA Open champion. He, he seems to do pretty good on the ITF tour he actually has a singles win but i want to find this one match he itf switzerland on march 12th itf switzerland f2 is the name of the tournament he got smoked 6164 by a guy whose name i have never heard of in my life gijs not sure what People in the Netherlands think that's supposed to spell out, but it it is not a word or a name that can be pronounced. J-I-J-S. The guy is ranked 441st in the world 
with a lifetime earnings of 75k. And this guy smoked him. 6361 or 6461. He he's completely dominated by men who are ranked 400th in the world with unpronounceable first names. That I, I don't see how he can win a single serve off Killick, who is elite. I know he's older. I know he doesn't move as well as he once did. But he's still elite. He's still a thousand times better of the player than uh, Dominic Stricker is. And again, maybe Stricker is going to make a splash and on the scene and be amazing. I don't know. Probably not. But I do know that uh, Killick has been making it to round of 16s and quarterfinals all year. He is elite. He is an elite server. And all he needs to do to cover a minus four and a half is break this kid early on his service serve or on his service game and uh, uh, set, service set, sorry. He needs to break him early on his service set and then any break on his return set and he wins at 6-3, and he's going to take this, uh, cover this spread and take him down. I just, I, I, I just don't see how an elite level Grand Slam winner doesn't do that to an 18-year-old who has never played above ITF or Challenger. I just don't see it. The only the only feasible way I, I don't think that happens is if the Switzerland government doesn't want their 18-year-old boy to get embarrassed and slipped Killick, uh, I don't know, what would they bribe him with in Switzerland? They known for cheese? Maybe some cheese, some chocolate, some watches? I don't know. Swiss Army knives? It's probably made in China. Unless they slipped him a bribe, I just don't see how he doesn't cover four and a half. So I had a big bet on this. Supposed to happen today. Got rain delayed until tomorrow. So that kind of sucks. I've been waiting for it. I was actually waiting to do this podcast until after the results so that I could talk about the results. But that never came. So tomorrow, looking forward to that bet, which was supposed to be today. I then only have uh, two other bets that I'm just going to go over quickly. Um, I have Sinner over Karasev. Sinner has been just getting uh, kind of murderer's row the past few tournaments. Uh, Italy, he loses to Nadal. Madrid, uh, well, I guess he didn't have murderer's row in Madrid. I thought he lost an adult. Oh, here we go. Barcelona it was. Titsy Pots. Uh, beat Rublev and Agut, and then loses uh, to Stefanos. Monte Carlo loses to Djokovic. And then Miami, he made it to the finals. Respectable. Loses to Hurt Kratz. So he, uh, he really has been facing the best of the best. All year. Kirsev, obviously I like him. I bet him uh, I bet him last week against Opelka, who 
I think Opelka just likes crushing me basically because that man, that man cost me some money. I did win, I did win a bet on him, but that man just enjoys crushing me apparently. So let's see. Let's pull up the head-to-head right now. They have only played once. It was in Dubai. I thought they played it a second time. That's why I pulled this up. I, so uh, Dubai, Karasev won. That is a hard court. It was a three-set uh, match. It was close. Uh, Sinner is better on, on clay. Sinner is better on clay. He is very well-rested because he hasn't been going past the round of 16 Lately, he's been kind of losing in, uh, let's see if he's gone past around a 16. Probably in Barcelona. Barcelona, he went to semifinals. And that's it. So semifinals, round of 32, round of 64. And then he went to the finals back in Miami. So he's well-rested. He's better on clay. I really think that Sinner is going to be top 10 in the world for a long time. Possibly. Possibly the the... One of the next big players, along with Stefanos and uh, Alexander uh, Zverev. I'm thinking, I, I see those as being kind of three of the elite guys going forward once the, the big three uh, age, age and father time catch up to them. So I bet this money line, I didn't bet anything with covering because Karasev is really, really good. But I do like I do like this pick. Um, I got it at trying to find where I got it at. It's pretty much even money. I got it at minus one twenty. Let's just check this really quick. So I'm not so I'm not a liar to you guys. Minus one. Oh, okay, no, it's minus one fifty. I did take points. I took the one and a half. Because that was at near even money, so I could get I could get screwed trying to on that because I wanted to get some get a little points there. It uh, it was a little bit too big of a favorite. I didn't like that minus one fifty minus one sixty, which is what I've been seeing floating out there. I actually think it's a little too big, so I got a little greedy, got it at near even money minus one and a half. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it can be because this is one of those matches that could easily be. Sinner by tiebreak, Karasev 6-3, Sinner by uh, 2, which what happens there? It's three games, the th- uh, uh, it's uh, even with the games, so Karasev covers. I can easily see that happening. Uh, let's hope that does not, let's hope my greed does not come back and bite me there. Uh, I am, usually I'm a proponent of taking a little worse odds in order to get the easier path to victory. I guess I was feeling a little gambly when I placed that. So again, let's hope that doesn't come back and bite me there. The next one is uh, Karen, who names their son Karen. I picture Russians as just all being like badass and tough. And then this dude's just walking around grade school named Karen. I don't know. I, I don't picture even women being named Karen in Russia. Do you? I don't picture women being named Karen, so why is there a man named Karen? I, I'm sorry. So I don't, I, I always call him Karen because I think it's hilarious. 
He kind of looks like a badass. He's 6'6". He's an awesome tennis player. Uh, and he's a Karen. So uh, Karen is, in my opinion, a pretty... I don't want to overstate it and call him elite. But he is a he's a really high-end tennis player. He's ranked 26 in the world. And he's going up against Bonzi, who is 115th in the world. And that is just a pretty big rank difference. Pretty big difference in class between the two guys. Uh, Bonzi plays most of his tournaments on Challenger. And then he comes to the 250s. Uh, I'm looking at his, his pass right now. Challenger, 250. Challenger, Challenger, Challenger. 250, 250. He did go to Australian Open. It did not go well for him. Challenger. So th- this, this is a guy who doesn't step up to this level of competition ever. And when he does step up to this level of competition, he gets smoked. And that's really everything that I'm kind of looking at in this. Karen is an elite guy. He's good on clay. He always plays every big tournament. Even if he's not doing well, he's always facing that caliber of tournament. He plays all the 1,000 Master Series, all the 500s, all the Grand Slams, and he faces all the top guys in the world, always. So when a player who's always used to playing top 100s and top 10s faces a guy who is only used to playing outside of the top 100 in the Challenger, even outside top 200, top 300, top 400, the spread is just too small in this. I got it at minus three and a half. Just too small of a spread. It's too easy of a cover. And I don't see there being a chance for Bonzi. I see this as being a pretty easy, uh, pretty easy first round for Karen. I see him holding every single serve. And I see him getting a few breaks and winning, winning easily and covering easily. So those are my picks for today. Hopefully we have a better day because Saturday was pretty, pretty rough for me, tennis and MMA. Uh, it's, you know, it was nice. It was nice to see Chandler finally get paid. I saw that he got paid a hundred and a hundred and 840,000. So that was nice to see. I'm glad I'm glad he's getting paid finally for all the wars that he's been through, but I really wanted to see his his hand raised and that belt put on him. Almost more than I wanted the the money. That, that is a that is an absolute lie. Uh I wanted the money more than seeing him win. However, it would have felt really good to see him win uh on top of getting the money. So those are my picks for today. We got Sinner. Minus one and a half. Let's hope that doesn't come back and bite me. We got, uh, and then the, the next two picks are kind of for the same reason. Um, we have uh, Killick, minus four and a half, going up against an 18-year-old who plays on the ITF tour. And we have Karen, minus three and a half, going up against Bonzi, who's a challenger player. He does play some 250s, but he's mainly a challenger tour player, so... The higher ranked guys, the higher class guys, going up against the lower ranked, lower class, not used to tough competition guys are just going to uh, cruise through. And then my red-headed brother from the motherland 
Janik Sinner. You might look like you're Irish or Scottish, but he's a, he's one of the Italian brothers here. And he he's well-rested from just running into elite guys, taking him out of tournaments. And he's going to go through Karastev and prove that there is a difference between the 27th in the world and Sinner, who should be top 10 in the world. So, boys, that's it. Uh, until next time, bye for now.